Hello, everybody. This is Raul Ramirez of the Catch Wrestling Alliance, where we help you to elevate your grappling, and together we keep real wrestling alive. Thank you very much for joining me, listening to me, uh, whether it's the video on our YouTube channel or our Twitch stream or uh, listening to our podcasts uh, virtually everywhere now. We're even on, uh, someone mentioned uh, they listen on the Audible app. Um, they also, we're also on like what the Samsung uh, podcast app and uh, you know and then if we're on those then we're definitely on whatever app uh, you're using so um, thank you very much for tuning in um, so let's go ahead and just uh, give some updates of what's going on nowadays uh, we've got a few things going on besides just our um, our catch wrestling class at UCLA started again for uh, the the spring quarter uh, that seems to be going well seems like um, everyone is in the mood to to work out at least and doing and to do some martial arts training uh which is good so uh, our classes are pretty full like um catch wrestling and our striking classes like the i also teach uh kickboxing because i was a two-time national uh, kickboxing champion as well in the united states uh trained in in china and all that and so um that's why i can teach <laughs> uh kickboxing there and stuff so uh, but yeah, it seems like uh, everything's moving really well. And so, um, if you are, if you're listening to this and you happen to be a UCLA student, uh, feel free to come check out the classes. Uh, we just, you know, just one week. We're just one weekend uh, for the summer, or actually for spring quarter. So, uh, you know, still time to, to, you know, like take plenty of classes. Um, so feel free to come along. If you're not a UCLA student then uh, you're welcome to train with us at Fight Science MMA in Los Angeles. Um, so that's a MMA studio that you can just look up on like Google Maps or whatever. Uh, and you can just do a drop-in fee if you just wanna take our class. Uh, you can feel free to join that gym as well. Uh, they have plenty of, you know, it's, it's an MMA studio. We have a UFC fighter who trains out of there. Um, we have, you know, all kinds of classes there. I don't teach everything there, so it's going to be a mix of things. So, um, you know, feel free to check it out. So you can either just take my class by itself, or you can join or whatever. Um, let me see. So we also got something else. We kind of—I don't know if you—if—if if you happen to see our um, take on our YouTube channel and our on our stories or uh, our story on what, Instagram and uh, TikTok. I just released something a little while ago. Um, that was uh, kind of a, like a little few second clip of uh, what we started working on um, earlier. It was, it, uh, we're hopefully going to be able to release the second volume of our pressure passing system, which, um, you know, so I don't, for those of you who don't know, we released what I call like the pressure passing system volume one. So that's available on our website. Um, we, uh, so, Basically, what I did is I designed uh, one. Basically, it's a, a one-off course where uh, we use uh, kind of one way of cradling uh, to pass guard. So basically, it's it's basically like passing using you know a pressure passing system against closed guard. And so then the next volume, which hopefully will be out very very soon, will be using you know catch wrestling principles to pass open guard or seated guard, right? Uh, 
So it'll be based off of a different principle, uh, different wrestling principles, and uh, should be pretty thorough. So you can see like different ways of uh, passing someone, um, especially in a, in a nogi situation, because right now it's so popular to um, uh, attack just seated. You know, so someone will come at you. Um, you know, they'll they'll be butt scooting towards you. Um, so there's a lot of way to apply, uh, you know, wrestling principles uh, to not only like stop them from you know controlling you, but also um, for you to pass their guard and you you know stay in control uh, and you don't have to butt scoot or anything like that so um that should be coming out or if you want to check out uh, our story on instagram uh, also our story on youtube and uh tiktok you can see it there just a few seconds uh but there'll be many um many principles that we'll go over and uh, a bunch of different ways to apply them so i think this might even be more applicable uh, than even our first uh, pressure pass system um, at least in my opinion, I don't know, but you know, who knows? I, I, for me, a lot of this stuff makes sense. And, uh, when I teach it to my students, then they can apply it, but, um, you know, give it a shot, check it out. Um, a lot of this stuff works very well. Um, uh, but you just have to kind of like put the practice in, put the time in, uh, put the, get the reps, and then you'll be able to, uh, pass all the, all kinds of people's guards. All right. Uh, so that should be out hopefully within the next few weeks um so we're working on that right now so uh so stay tuned and hopefully um you know I'll, we'll just announce it and then uh, it should be uh, unavoidable right <laughs> so, so i'll mention it here and everything like that too so uh, there's no way you can miss it all right so uh the the topic for today is uh, uh basically is based off of a recent article written by one of my friends or one of the friends to the show, uh, Sam Yang, who is, uh, he's the the host of Southpaw podcast. Uh, and I put a link to their their website in the description. And so what it is, it brings up some interesting ideas that I, I kind of thought, uh, because say like it right now in not only MMA, but you can kind of, you can kind of think uh, like the way people describe MMA at first, where it's like, um, people are just going to learn all kinds of things and then maybe put it together and it's all about whatever works and whatnot. Uh, Cause that's kind of what, that, that's what you'll be hearing. Like someone will say like, oh, I'm just going to learn whatever works. And then uh, I'm, that's going to be my style. And, and I don't want to like, I know a lot of people love Bruce Lee, but it's kind of like the whole idea uh, where it's like, Oh, you just take, you know, things that you techniques that you like from all kinds of random styles. And then, you make your own style and you're formless. Um, but is that really like the ideal thing or is that really um, like a viable thing to do? And so I'll kind of give you some um, some quotes from Sam's uh, article here. It's actually very, very short. So uh, let me just read you the first like couple sentences. So here it is from Sam. There is a dominant belief that the best style for MMA is no style, and that specializing early in general in generalization makes for the best MMA. But in reality, fighters with a bottom-up primary framework have an advantage over generalists. Rather than aimless MMA, a primary framework gives fighters a primary MMA language, allowing them to pull from other languages 
for strength and clarity. Without a primary language, it's hard to have cohesive thoughts. All right. So uh, this kind of like kind of goes to like, so like at the beginning of uh, the podcast today, I said that at UCLA, I teach kickboxing and wrestling or catch wrestling. And in particular, the style of kickboxing that I know uh, is Chinese kickboxing or it's called Sanda, Wushu Sanda. It's practiced all over the world. There's like a world uh, championship for it and everything. Uh, and in MMA, right now, a lot of women, uh, Chinese women, uh, are doing very well uh, competing in MMA, but they, in China, they did Sanda. And then in uh, in the men's divisions, at least in one championship, we have a school in the Philippines that is a Sanda-based school. And the men from there, and I think they're having some, I think they have some women who compete out of there now, but it was, at first, uh, it was like a lot of guys uh, coming out of there doing very, very well, Sanda-based um, MMA. And so, uh, so what Sam's kind of saying in the article is that like, if you have like this, one style as your base that's that's kind of like the framework or the foundation that you can build off um for like future things where like say if you wanted to do mma right so you have like the in particular in particular thing you know sticking with the sanda idea where it's like you have uh the punch so sanda has punches kicks uh knees it does have elbows or whatever but uh, mostly punch kicks knees and but a lot of wrestling so you can suplex you can uh, do all kinds of uh, takedowns and so once you have that idea where it's not it's more more of like this top-down approach everything you start standing you don't want to like fall back onto your back you have all these kinds of uh, I guess like rules or there's or just like the language or the way things are done the way things are expressed and then uh, the people from these different schools uh, maybe then they can supplement, like say maybe with, and so like there was a recent fight in one championship where one of the Philippine guys uh, from this uh, team Lakai, the the Sanda school, uh, they were going up against a really good freestyle wrestler from Indonesia. And so what they did during their, their training leading up to the match is that they brought in just more uh, freestyle wrestlers. I think they brought in some from Iran and stuff. So um the the fighter danny kingad from the philippines was able to then beat uh echo ronis uh, saputra from indonesia uh, and he just really dominated him because he had that framework of really good striking and takedown defense but then uh when the fight went to the ground uh just the the wrestling was more like fleshed out more solid for from Danny, so Ekaroni didn't have um, really a chance. I mean, he he still was a really tough guy, but um, uh, they're able, they're able to pull out the win in that way. So same thing happens with um, same thing happens with catch wrestling. So we have this style that's actually very um, like it's very well fleshed out. There's many aspects to it because, unfortunately, it just seems like a lot of times nowadays when people say wrestling, they just think takedowns, right? And they all, I mean, some people also think pro wrestling, right? But I think those of us who are more into like martial arts and stuff, when, when they say 
uh, wrestling. They're just thinking takedowns. And uh, but wrestling has always been much more than that. And in particular, catch wrestling, since it is a kind of top-down sport, it does have a similar um, like way of approaching a match, right? So you always start standing, you start neutral, you're not touching the other person, and then you have to engage uh, whether you you know you can try to take them down, try to pin them, etc. Um, so you have this framework or this way of doing things that is actually a really good base, a really good foundation that maybe if you want to do MMA later, then you can add some of the, the kickboxing or the boxing uh, aspects to it, right, to that framework. Uh, but you have to kind of have like that primary, like how uh, the primary framework or how Sam says you have that primary language. Right, so uh, we, we'll go ahead and um, maybe just read that next sentence. Says, in theory, a formless fighter has everything to draw from, but in practice, having a framework eases decision making and gets more done. Right, so what does that mean? Right, so it's like you kind of have. Um, say, I, I really think about like when when the match is on the on the ground. So once you get that takedown. Uh, in wrestling, it's like you don't want to go onto your back. You know, you'll you'd prefer to maybe get um, get into referee's position, or we say like uh, getting into well, like in jujitsu they call it like turtle, but it's not exactly the same thing. But instead of uh, allowing someone to like rain down all their punches and elbows onto your face with you uh, being face up, you would go belly down, try to work your, your way back up. And I think we're seeing a lot more MMA fighters do that. They actually go to like all all fours, like hands and knees, and they start uh, getting their butt up in the air, and then they start trying to get back to standing. Um, that's uh, kind of what's, that's like a change that's occurring in MMA that I'm seeing more and more happening, you know, more and more people doing that, implementing the stand up instead of just trying to like throw up um, a triangle choke from the bottom or whatever um, so uh, but that goes back to that like say you have this framework you have this this you already have kind of like the way of doing things or the language or whatever uh, so that you don't have to be thinking like oh what is this some kind of like uh, magical technique that you know so, that you see on um, Instagram floating around or whatever TikTok floating around there's all these like uh, like crazy techniques that are floating around nowadays um, that, you know, you, you probably won't be able to to hit in a real match, right? Unless you practice it a lot, but then you have to, uh, you know, you have to set it up within your primary framework or your primary foundation, right? So uh, that's why it's like you can't necessarily, I mean, I'm sure some people are, can be successful, right? Just Picking in, you know, picking things from here and there, but uh, chances are you'll be more successful if you have some kind of way of doing things, way of operating, right? And so let's go and go on here. As uh, Sam says, just because you can do everything doesn't mean you should do everything. And he gives an example of the pizza. So he says, for example, a pizza can have near infinite number of toppings. But when you actually put everything on it, you no longer have a pizza, but a hot mess, right? So um, let me see. Let's, let me skip down a little bit. Um, 
trying to wield all of martial arts is impractical. Imagine a sandwich, you're going back to food. <laughs> so manage, imagine a sandwich filled with 20 items. It might sound good in theory, but do you have a mouth big enough to eat it, let alone a palate that can dif differentiate that many flavors? Likewise, do you mind, uh, do, do you have mind and body capable of juggling infinite moves when humans are notoriously bad at multitasking or remembering? You can talk about being like water because being like water is a metaphor, but actually try to be like water, formless. Then you'll be like, like Applebee's. <laughs> so, uh, so it's like you'll have like a, a restaurant that's like has got like this huge menu that you know it's like it's just confusing and um or you can think about like even colors where they talk about like if you have all these paints you want to paint something great uh but if you mix all the paints together uh then it's just like uh brown black uh goo right so um it's all about like being able to have that that framework where you know all the different like say the different techniques fit within that framework. So then that way uh, the painting comes out great. You can see all the different shapes and whatnot, or the, or we talking about the sandwich, the sandwich has like a really great flavor or the pizza or whatever has uh, like the flavor that's just right. Not just like, not just like a ton of stuff altogether. Um, so that's kind of the, the idea where it's like, if you have this type of framework, then uh, you can easily kind of fall back onto it, even if you're in an unfamiliar uh, fighting situation, if you're in an unfamiliar grappling situation. And in a way, it's like, this is why uh, we're kind of doing some of these different like one-off courses where it's like the pressure pass. Uh, so using the wrestling principles to maybe help people see uh, like how you can apply wrestling or catch wrestling into these different scenarios, whether it be closed guard or open guard, um, you're, um, you're still able to see these principles in action. And even though the situation might be unfamiliar, you have uh, a framework to fall back on, and then you can still uh, compete and attack accordingly. So hopefully that helps. All right. So I, I think it, it should. And uh, hopefully that kind of helps people to understand that there is kind of a difference. So you'll, you'll see like, um, say a lot of times like people, they might want to learn catch wrestling uh, to supplement their jujitsu. But again, it's like these two different languages or two different pizzas or two different sandwiches or whatever. So um, you might learn some holds, some wrestling holds from catch wrestling, but it might be difficult to implement in a jujitsu scenario because like kind of like the, the framework uh, is a little bit different. Um, so uh, hopefully that makes sense. Let's go and get to some comments here. We got some, we got some commenting happening, right? So uh, Shinhi E, uh, it's been a while. Are you live? Yes, we're. Li I'm live. Um, let me see. I would like to see some more catch wrestling submissions in One FC. Um, I do believe catch submissions are a bit different from BJJ. Maybe more brutal and more painful. Uh, be formless. Didn't Bruce Lee say something like that? Yes, he said something like that. So in in the article, it's just kind of like a, it's something that's easy to say, but then uh, in practice, you're not always going to be able to implement that, right? So 
usually it's easier to almost like be freer in your movements when you have a good foundation, right? Because you'll have uh, some kind of framework to fall back on, especially if someone someone who's uh, like a higher level person that can counter a lot of things, uh, you don't just get stuck mentally, right? You don't just feel like um, that you can't do anything against them. At least you can, you'll have some good defense if you have some great wrestling ability, right? You can, um, uh, you know, get out from underneath or, or whatever the scenario, uh, whatever the scenario is, you'll have some idea um, of how to react even in an unfamiliar situation. All right, Shinhi. In Japan, there is a karate style called Kudo. Uh, yes, it's more like MMA, but you wear a gi. It has everything, even headbutts and you know, kicking like groin strikes uh, to break guard and set up a knockout. Yes, uh, yes, it's true. I've seen that many times. Um, I don't know. I'm just not a, a fan of it. We had a, a really great Kudo guy who uh, came to visit uh, at this one old jiu-jitsu school that I used to work at. Um, it's all right. But yeah, in a way, it seems like uh, kind of back to the point of MMA where you might have a lot of people nowadays where they're doing MMA, right? They're uh, getting like impressions of different styles uh, without necessarily having a, a, a one style that they know very, very well. And so uh, you have someone that's just proficient at a bunch of different things, but not like really uh, you haven't really set up that like kind of like the whole framework thing we kind of mentioned where you have this really strong foundation and i'm sure maybe there are probably some really great kudo people but the great kudo guy that came from japan to to visit um it was pretty it was a tough guy but still seemed a little bit more uh kind of like he just knew a bunch of different things like pretty well but not quite the same as what i'm talking about here um and I think that, in my opinion, is a little, a little bit detrimental. But I would just say that because uh, I mean, I'm, big, I'm a big fan of catch wrestling and and even the Chinese kickboxing stuff uh, that I do. So um, I would, I'm always going to defer to those things where it's like you always have kind of like this this idea where it's like a, a top down approach, and um, everything kind of works off of that, right? Off of that um, way of doing things. So. Um, so in a way you're not confused as to what do I do now, whether, if, you know, like if, if you take someone from a Sanda situation, I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of these practitioners are doing very well in MMA because they can get the takedown and maybe they'll try to stay on top. Unfortunately, some will choose to do like some, uh, jujitsu stuff and not so much wrestling stuff like the guys out of, uh, the Philippines, um, but yeah, that's one of the things. Maybe we can talk about that later. I wish the uh, the Chinese knew more about catch wrestling than uh, jujitsu because I see some of the Sanda people. If there's like a takedown, then they'll try to fight off their back or whatever. But um, it, it a lot of times it's much better to not necessarily fight off your back, but to you know reverse them and get on top, and then you then use gravity to hold them down and gravity to rain down your elbows and punches and like in one championship you can do knees and stuff to the downed opponent's head and stuff so um uh ultimately like it's, it's gonna be my opinion to to that i think it's better to have that wrestling or that kind of top-down approach and if you're underneath 
uh, try to scratch, you know, get out, use your wrestling ability to get out from underneath, see if you can't uh, get back on top, and then, you know, see if you can't rain down your strikes. So that's like my, that's my opinion, right? So it's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring up the article. I felt like uh, it kind of put into words uh, some of the things that I was thinking about. I did reach out to Sam Young, who, who wrote it. Um, uh, he's a little busy right now. Um, so maybe he'll he'll come on in, again in the future. We do have, um, uh, he, he's been on like a couple years ago or a year ago. Uh, you can always look back on our on our podcast list and uh, you'll see him as we talked about other things, wrestling oriented. And, um, you know, you can check him out there. And, and of course, we have his website listed in the description so you can go ahead and check that out too uh if you have any questions go ahead while we're still alive go ahead and uh, write them in you can write uh, to us uh, either on our youtube channel or our twitch stream so then i'll be able to see all the all the comments here all right actually we got one jahi gains or hopefully that's hopefully i pronounced it right uh, who are the best guys to watch for examples of catch wrestling techniques? So, you know, you know Sakuraba. Uh, let me see. I'd like to see more examples. One of the very best actually um, competed several times for the Catch Wrestling Alliance in our events. Uh, um, and actually, there's a really good example of him. He's a smaller guy. His name's Matt Tran. Um, he's a, he was trained by our good buddy on the East Coast, John Strickland. And who you know has like the the lineage, like the American lineage that goes back through to Farmer Burns, um, and um, he's also been on our podcast several times. Uh, hopefully, he can come back soon. Um, but anyway, Matt Tran. So you can maybe we can do a thing where it's like all of Matt Tran's videos, or or I think now there's like some some way to. Um, um, uh, like maybe you can go to our our YouTube channel. I think you can. I think they added like a search feature. But anyway, you can go. I think I put a playlist up there where it has all of our matches, and you could just scroll down. Like all of Matt Trans uh, show a really great examples of uh, catch wrestling principles being put into use. I think he's won uh, a few of our matches by pins. A uh, few by like a double wrist lock. I think he even got like a, a face lock finish or cross face finish. Uh, he's had several matches uh, for us uh, throughout the years. So um, yeah, yeah, definitely go check him out. Um, I think he's a really really good example. And actually, we had some other people who um, you know from like commenting where uh, even one of our our buddies in in. In Brazil, who's that the the jiu-jitsu black belt? Um, I think he became a fan of our YouTube channel because of Matt Tran's matches. Uh, he started just you know looking through a lot of the catch wrestling matches, and uh, he was kind of curious about the sport. But when he found Matt Tran, he's like, "Wow, this seems very effective and uh, not the usual jiu-jitsu stuff." So it's like he he was just really excited about the way Matt Tran did things. So. And Matt also is uh, one of the reasons why he's also very, very unique, which is that he did not do um, like jujitsu or anything like that. He's only trained in catch wrestling. So that's another reason why he's like a really great example. 
Um, he didn't do any freestyle. He didn't do jujitsu, whatever. It was only uh, catch wrestling. And um, you know, he trained also MMA stuff. So he's fought in MMA. He's also fought in Muay Thai now in, um, in Thailand. Um, but the grappling has always been catch wrestling only. So uh, I think he's probably one of the, the absolute best examples. So hopefully that helps you out. Jahi Gaines, so thanks for commenting. And uh, yeah, go ahead and just check out our YouTube channel and then you can see all, all the matches and stuff. And uh, you should find them. All right, so if anybody has any other questions, go ahead and uh, let, let you know, just type it in the either our uh, YouTube channel comment or the Twitch, and I should be able to see him here, see them all here. Um, so, but the main thing we we're talking about is like uh, having some kind of framework could most likely like way more beneficial for you uh, than just like picking techniques here and there and making like that your style or whatever it might not be the best way to approach uh grappling or mma or just like martial arts in general yeah so we got another um oh so jonathan jimenez thanks for uh, being out there so jonathan um is someone who also trains with us at fight science mma thanks for uh, listening and watching and thanks for commenting. Um, so um, if anybody has any questions about training, Jonathan will be happy to answer. Um, so feel free to chat with him or even reach out to him too. He can kind of, if you want a different perspective uh, than just mine, you know, because of course I'm going to talk about like how great catch wrestling is and all that. But um, and if you want someone else to talk about it, uh, get some some different perspective uh jonathan's there for you all right so hopefully this kind of helped you to understand because it's, it's been something that i always said that in, in my perspective like from a striking uh, stri a striking base that i think is like really great of course is the chinese kickboxing because it's a little bit more it has like the wrestling kind of baked into the striking um and then the the wrestling base that i like the best is the catch wrestling um it's so thorough right and um uh i think it's probably one of the better ones not only for mma but potentially even for self-defense because you know you you don't necessarily have to hurt anybody you can control someone and restrain them and uh, without hurting them or without choking them to death and stuff like that so um catch wrestling is very versatile in that way yeah all right so uh if you want to like help us out you can always become a member of our youtube channel uh, we, we always put up uh different members only videos um on there so uh, we we're, we added a couple more this past week um if so if you want to help us out everything is appreciated if you want to train with us we're here in la at fight science mma uh, or if you're a ucla student you can train with us at the the john wooden center also, if you want to train with our buddy on the East Coast, John Strickland, uh, you can look him up uh, on Facebook. He's American Hook Wrestling. Uh, but we also, um, if you're not in any of those areas, you can always check out our Catch Wrestling Alliance Academy. So on our on our website, so catchwrestlingalliance.com, uh, CWA Academy. It has a really great um, membership area. So it has its own app. Uh, that we put up 
a bunch of different videos that are um, uh, answering your questions and stuff like that. So it's it's you know it's more more and more active, and uh, so you know you're welcome to like go and uh, you know ask your questions, and then so uh, you know we have all these different really cool videos that we will uh, that I'll put up also to answer questions specifically from uh, everyone in our community there. So uh, feel free to join or feel free to, if you don't want to train, you can always just uh, support us through our YouTube channel and it's all appreciated because uh, it goes to having more events and stuff. So, um, you know, thank you very much for that. All right. So uh, Jonathan has a, Jonathan Jimenez has a really good, um, um, comment here so it's like the best MMA, the best mma fighters are all wrestlers um and then shinhi e says i reckon catch wrestling is more suited for mma um although jujitsu is a trend right so yeah i think a lot of people um you know it's because it's so popular that they feel like they have to do it even though you see kind of like people with this top down more wrestling like approach uh doing very very well um, so yeah, it's like um, almost like marketing is so good for jujitsu that um, you know people are gonna do it even if uh, even if uh, they know that it might not be the best thing. Yeah. All right. So with that being said, check out um, you know check out all our things, and then also we got we'll be letting you know about our uh, pressure pass volume two. Uh, hopefully, like we can get that out very very soon within the next couple weeks all right okay so thanks again and you know we want we're here to help you to be to elevate your grappling and then together we keep real wrestling alive thanks very much